Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. I uh, hope everyone's enjoying their week so far. I believe this will be the last um, episode that comes out before Valentine's Day. So, fellas, if you're listening and you haven't ordered your lovely lady some flowers by now, I would definitely get on that soon because uh, I know from experience, the, the closer you wait, the harder it is to get them. So, there's a friendly reminder from the love doctor himself. Um, I want to go ahead and start off by thanking everyone who supports this show and supports the Katina's ministry. And I'd like to remind everyone that if you would like to become a partner of the show, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com. On their website, you'll see a give button. Just click on that and it'll take you to where you need to go. So thank you in advance for doing that. Today I have a returning guest. You will recognize his voice. I believe this is probably his fourth time on the show now. Uh, He is someone who really I don't even know how to introduce other than he's my brother. And so I'd like to welcome him, Eli Katina. E, thanks for being here, man. Thanks, Josh. Good to be back, (laughs) as always. Fourth time's the charm. Um, Super excited. Just, I'm encouraged. Uh... One of the things that I've seen for me in my personal life uh, that's helped me get from where I'm at to where I'm going is consistency, and I just want to applaud um, your consistency of uh, producing this content and creating a space where you can sit down with people that you admire yeah. <laughs> to talk about what's going on at home, um, but I'm super proud of you, and I'm excited to be here. I don't want to jump the gun and talk about what is happening today for you. Do you want to share what today is? Uh, so, sure. I guess I'll start off with that. Today is my first day out of corporate America. I have spent the last uh, three years now working in corporate America. Um, I learned a lot. I think I grew a lot, and I also learned that I don't think corporate America is for me. Uh, so thanks for bringing that up, dude, and thank you for your encouraging words. That means a lot to me. I uh, I spent I spent this morning at the Katina's office with uh, Dad, and Uncle James was there, and Uncle Yeti, and Terenuku was there. And honestly, dude, it's just like I feel so excited about the future. It's it's scary, but it's, I know that I'm, I'm following a calling that is on my life. And Mm. so, uh, there's a peace that comes with that. So, but thank you, man, for your, for your kind words. And, um, thanks for being here. It hasn't been that long since the last time I had you here in the studio. 
I think, I think I looked up, it was like three months ago. Um, and when you were here last, uh, I didn't realize that there was some crazy things happening in your life at that time. And not really anyone knew, um, but a lot has been going on over the last three months for you. Yes. And so I want to give you the chance to kind of tell us about that. And I'll ask you your question for today. Eli, what's going on at home? Mm. Great question. I also want to ask, do you have any... Well, let me answer that first. What's going on at home? Uh, my wife, Amelia, is... I believe she's five months pregnant. Uh, well, she's definitely... I know she's pregnant, <laughs> but I don't, I'm pretty sure it's five months. Um, she is out of the sickness phase and just uh, feeling a lot better. She's been an absolute... Um, just champion with working and, and still being a homemaker and, uh, you know, just getting everything done and uh, also caring and, and creating a child inside her womb, which is just miraculous and crazy yeah. and inspiring to be around. Um, so she's feeling better. Yesterday was actually a crazy, crazy day. So um, she's showing now and... Uh, like I said, progressing in her pregnancy. And yesterday at like 8.30, I got a phone call from her and she got a, in a car accident on the interstate mm. going 80 miles an hour. Uh, her car, lost control of her car. She slipped on ice um, and she's pregnant. So like stacking kind of all the factors, it was crazy. Yeah. Miraculously, she's completely fine. It was a single car accident. Uh, we're still kind of waiting to see what the word on her car is, um, but she is 100% healthy. The baby's fine, and that was a crazy day because uh, I think whenever experiences like that come up, it kind of puts in like perspective what's important, and um, I'm just so thankful for uh, just God's protection on her and uh, it makes like the value of cars go way down yeah. and the value of things when it could have, it just could have been worse. Right. Um, and I'm just, I'm again, super thankful that she's okay. Um, and then for me, it's been an exciting just couple of months. One of the things that, you know, I think every young, uh, father to be kind of goes through is like figuring out what the house dynamic is going to look like when you go from a two-income household with no kids to probably more of like a one-and-a-half income household with a lot more expenses. Um, so I've been praying about that, and um, thankfully because of God's provision and just like how awesome our team at Love Squared is, how awesome the guys that work with me on Katina Bros Lawn Care is, I have more flexibility uh, to continue operating in my same roles as the executive director and a small business owner, uh, but it like requires less hours, which gives me more flexibility to think of how do I supplement my wife's income. And uh, a, a month ago, my friend who works at Northwestern Mutual, he's been a financial representative there for the past six years. Uh, has partnered with his firm here in Franklin and is developing his own team of basically 
it's financial advisors, but we're, we're financial salespeople. Um, and he offered me that opportunity. So I'm excited about uh, continuing to explore that and see what that would look like. And I love, like, I've always been passionate about uh, ministry, but I'm also passionate about like business, personal finance, uh, growing things, helping people. And I think a lot of those passions and desires could potentially fall under that role. So I'm excited to, uh, to see what that looks like, but ultimately just, uh, trusting God and, um, just, uh, he's taking care of me up to this point. And I think the more like I face uncertainty in the past, I look how like God's brought me through things that seemed unclear or scary. Now, the scary and uncertain things feel a lot less daunting hmm. because uh, I just like totally believe that Jesus has got me and my family and I'm like super at peace. So that's what's going Amen. on at home with me. Amen. Praise God, dude. Well, I definitely want to talk with you about just the fatherhood that is you're about to dive into. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, but if you're comfortable with it, I'd like to start by talking about um, this new career path that you're you're starting on. Is that a, would you want to talk about that? Yeah, for a absolutely. Okay. Well, first off, congrats, man. That's, Thank you. Uh, that's big. That's huge that, you know, I think it's easy to take for granted the opportunities that get placed in front of us when uh, really they're in some some way they're like little miracles that that we even get a chance to do yeah. some of the things that we do so let me ask you this um up until this point of your life as far as i know you've pretty much been working for yourself like been your own boss yep. and, I, um, I had one month at a trampoline park that was like yeah. my only nine to five okay. when i was 16 everything else has been kind of the self-employment right route. so to me, the the biggest like difference that stands out to me is the fact that you will be in a way reporting to somebody else. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? Like, do you what do you, what are your thoughts about that? I'm super excited about it. Hmm. Um, I think anyone who's self employed knows like the pros and cons of it. Like the pros is like flexibility of schedule, your freedom. Um, getting to like choose how you structure your days, which is like awesome. But I'll just be honest as someone who's been working and I don't know if I would say like with love squared, I do report to the Katinas, but I definitely have the, uh, the majority of like the responsibilities of growing it and running it. Um, but the downside of working for yourself is like, there's some days you like wake up and like, you just have to like create work for yourself or like figure out like, okay, like what am I doing? What am I going after? Um, which is awesome and it's fun and it's rewarding. Um, but there's like a hundred percent. I think anyone who's like self-employed would, if they're being honest, would say like, sometimes I wish someone would just like tell me what to do and I could just show up to a position and they would just pay me a salary. And again, I know like there's no perfect job, but I'm excited to a, like be a part of a team. Um, and to also like, I think I see 
reporting to someone more is just like mentorship and discipleship. So it'll be fun for me to uh, be in a position where like I'm not carrying like the complete burden or the load of like directing, right? Um, which I'm excited about. And I think I've always like I have. I have, I was going to say very little. I have no formal education. Mm. I didn't go to college. Um, and, you know, you always hear it's not about what you know, it's who you know. And I think at, you know, 23, about to be 24, this is really my first opportunity that I don't think I would have gotten, um, at least at this firm, if I didn't have a relationship and like know someone. Um and I'm definitely more encouraged about the opportunity since it was less me pursuing it and him reaching out to me. Um, I think that helps as far as like feeling good about it. And I think working, I've been a client of Northwestern Mutual for the past like five years. Uh, I started just like investing very small amounts since I was 18. So working with a company that I'm a client in and like obviously believe enough in it to like put my own money in it sure um helps me know that like i'm not just like pursuing something just because i need to make more money but like i'm passionate about finance Mm -hmm. i'm passionate about business and i'm excited to like learn under someone and not have to like play the role of like teaching everyone else so sure i'm excited yeah i'm excited for you bro i think um when it comes to people work is such a huge part of people's lives like there's studies that show you a lot of times you spend more time with your co-workers than you do with your own family like yes we spend our lives working yep um and when it comes to different jobs there's two factors really that keep people in a job it's the finance and the fulfillment and for some people the money the finance is really all that matters for others it's the fulfillment that's all that matters they they would do it for free if they had to what do you find yourself when you think about how you like to work um like what is more important to you is it are you doing jobs because oh i like this money that i'm getting or is it the fulfillment it's usually a combination of the two but what matters more to you yeah uh definitely fulfillment Mm. and i think like what fulfills me the most i think a lot of times you have to like do a lot of self-reflection and um find out like what fulfills you and for me like what makes me feel the most alive is being challenged and I think like being faced with challenges and I think part of my identity is I'm someone who does hard things and like what fulfills me is doing hard things. Yeah. So um, I think like finances, obviously, you know, no one wants to work with for free and mm-hmm. like you have to know your value. Um, but I believe like a lot of times like the same in ministry, like I think like money follows vision and I think whether you're in a ministry job or like a non-traditional like pastoral job, uh, if you work for corporate America, like I think that the vision you cast for your clients or your company um, or whatever it is, like money just follows that naturally. Mm-hmm. So I don't spend a lot of time thinking about uh, it, I, I or I shouldn't say I don't spend a lot of time, but fulfillment is definitely more important to me than finances because yeah. I think that finances follow when you pursue what fulfills you. Yeah. 
That, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'll ask you one more question about this. And this is really, it's kind of more about your other endeavors with Love Squared and, and Katina Bros Lawn Care. You've been kind of in this season of working for yourself for years now. I don't know how long it's been. I guess since you graduated from high school. Yeah. Um, do you have any words of advice for people that are out there and maybe they run their own business or own their own business or they dream of doing that? Yeah. Um, any any advice from someone who has been doing it now for yeah. uh, a, a good amount of time? Um, definitely. I, I think there's a lot of things... I'm trying to think of what my main one would be. I think the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is a lot of times people like start their own business, but what they really do is like they just create a job for themselves and they do it. They don't, I think running a business, if your goal is to like grow first, like you need to know the vision of your business. You need to know like the mission of your business which is like what you do, and then like your values, which is basically what filters how you pursue your mission. And by doing your mission, that takes you to the vision. Vision, mission, values, I think, is like the core three things that you really need to know. Mm. Like, I think you need to know it as a business and just like as a person and separating, you know, the entity that you run versus like who you are. But the entity needs to know what the vision, what the mission, what the values is. And also, Back to what I was saying about like, if you're going to run a, a business, if the vision's to grow a business, then you have to, I think scalability is just like super important. So like efficiency and how you scale would be the two things that I think the most successful, if we're going to say like profit margins is yeah. the definition of success. It comes down to like, how do you scale and how do you create SOPs that are the most efficient and also like better themselves almost organically. Hmm. So I hope that made sense. Um, That's my like two minute on business, but yeah. Also like just keep, just like keep learning. I think when you, we all know the super uh, generic term, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I think as a business owner and as like a person too, like the more you can embrace that and believe that I think that in turn flourishes your business because like no one starts a business and like in their first year just crushes. Like Mm. you just don't. So I think even for me now, when I pursue opportunities, I know that like my first year or like my first five years is going to be more about learning and less about earning. Mm. And I think when you embrace like, Hey, this is me about getting better, not me reaching like the final goal. Like that's just a healthier scope uh, because there takes less pressure off of you to like be perfect because a, like nobody's perfect, but B like the way you succeed in business isn't by like crushing your first year. Mm. It's by just like continuing to evolve strategically and yeah well dude thanks for sharing that i'm so excited for you and and your future when it comes to work i feel like we're in different places but kind of the same in that we're at the beginning of something new yeah and for me it's really exhilarating like just uh opportunity seeing the opportunities that are there and 
uh, to be honest, not really knowing where I'm going to end up, that is exciting to me. Definitely. Um, but And I'm excited for you as well. Thanks, dude. Well, I'll move on to the thing that I'm really, really interested in. Not that I'm not interested in your work, but I'm excited to talk to you about this. Yeah. You're about to be a father. Yes. Uh, in a matter of months now. How does it feel? Um, dude, I'm like just super stoked and excited. I think I was talking about this the other day on Zoom with a couple of kids um, that I was like their small group leader for Love Squared in high school. Now they're in like all different colleges across the country. And they asked me the same question. And I think like the biggest thing when I like close my eyes and I think about my dad and who he is to me, um, the role that he's played and just like the, the way that I view him, um, as a father, like that just blows my mind Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be that for another person. Um, so I, I'm excited. Um, I know that, I know that I don't know anything like about being a parent and I'm at peace with that. Um, but I think that as like a, a dad, like I just want to, I think my main thing is like, I want to resemble, um, not to over spiritualize it, but like, I think our heavenly father, like who like Jesus is and like the way he loves us, uh, unconditionally and shows us like grace and mercy, but also like wants us to be like free from sin and like be at our best like i just want to basically not be jesus for my son but like try to uh let like the love of jesus for me flow through the way that like i love my son Mm -hmm. and then i guess just like figure everything else out on the way but i'm stoked i'm not really nervous um which i'm sure is just like i'm gonna eat my words (laughs) like when amelia's given birth um so i That'll be a crazy experience, especially because in Millage, we're doing a, a home birth, a natural birth. Wow. Um, so, you know, that's going to be wild. Shout out to Millie. Yeah, shout out to Amelia. But yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I think just like however you choose to give birth, like women are just freaking superheroes and way stronger than men. And it's <laughs> just amazing to like be around a pregnant person. Mm. Um, and like what they do. Cause like everything that they do is just like way harder than not being pregnant. Um, and it's still like, yeah, it's just, I could talk about it for a while. Well, but it's, it's really captivating. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause my next question for you is, is about Amelia. Yeah. And I have to imagine like seeing her as a, a, a mother now, uh, a pregnant woman, like that has to at some in some way change the way you see her or maybe make you see a new side of her. I just want to ask like as a husband of a woman who's pregnant. Yeah. Has it changed your appreciation for her at all or changed the way that you see her at, at all? Uh yes and no. I think for me like when I was dating Amelia, I think one of the things that 
I was thinking about when I thought about proposing to her um, was like, is this someone who I want to like be the mother of my children? And obviously the answer was yes. So I don't know if it's, I think it's made me appreciate um, like just the strength that women have. Yeah. But I, I don't know, I guess even though we haven't had kids for the first two years of our marriage, um, that's definitely something that I've always, you know, considered is, uh, not like I shouldn't say considered, but it's, I've always thought about it. I'm sure I'll be able to like appreciate her as a mother more, like once the baby's born. Um, but like being pregnant is just, uh, seems really difficult. I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's like (laughs) to be pregnant, but it would appear that it's not easy. Um, so I think it's been encouraging, and I th- I would hope that like it's brought um, better qualities out of me, mm. just like what it looks like, uh, how like do we serve our wives, how do we uh, love our wives, because mm. like those two things I think change from like a non-pregnant time to like a pregnant time sure so what are you the most afraid of about being a father um probably like a million things i don't know it's hard to like pinpoint one thing in particular i think i'm afraid of like i think the biggest thing would be projecting my hopes and my desires for my son uh, onto him and not creating an environment where he can pursue like what he's passionate about, but also still like, I think there's a balance of like, you never want to project onto your children, but you also want to like structure a, uh, an environment to where like it benefits them even if they don't understand it. Right. So like, you know, when you're five years old, like you probably don't know like what's best for you. So like, Hey, we're like going to bed at eight and we're not, you know, eating a bunch of canned, like just like those things, but also like still empowering them to, uh, find like what they're passionate about without trying to like be biased and just like throw what you're passionate about on them. Mm-hmm. But then in the same sense, like I think all of us like kind of become our parents, which I don't think is inherently bad. Yeah. But hopefully like someone said this to me a couple weeks ago, which I thought was really good. It says you have to be your first name first before your last name. So basically mm-hmm. like you have to be Eli before your a part of the Katina family. Mm-hmm. And I think I want the same thing for my son. Yeah. I want him to be proud of like who he comes from, but also know that like who he comes from isn't who he is. Yeah. Um so yeah. No, that makes sense. You you said earlier you don't know anything about parenting. No, not a single thing. I don't think that's true because I think everyone they learn something about parenting from their own parents. Uh, That's true. So you have, that's what we all, that's really all we have to draw on is our experience of who our parents were to us growing up. So I want to ask you, 
What's something that you learned from your parents that you hope to pass on to your son? Mm. Man, that's good. I think I have to think of... I learned a lot from my parents. Um, I think that kind of along the same train of thought, I think mom and dad really... I think they did a good job. Obviously, every parent makes mistakes. <laughs> um, but knowing like who you are is different from what you do. And I think like just I want them to like find their identity in Jesus and not just in the world, but like not in like what they do, whether it's like sports or passions or hobbies. Like I think mom and dad did their best and I did a good job at like encouraging us to have a relationship with Jesus. So I think like that's probably kind of where I'm going. Like, dude, I want them to know Jesus, not in like a Southern, like religious way, but like for me, I think I'm like finally growing into a place where like Jesus is like the core of like how I find my identity Mm -hmm. and like, uh, I think they just take so much weight off of um, living like decisions that we make because I just know that like if I'm in communion in community with with the Father then everything else will work itself out. Right. So I just want my kids to know Jesus, and yeah. um, I know everyone has to like find their own journey. So um, that's what I would want for my kids. That's awesome. I'm gonna go back to something you said not long ago about how you have to be your first name before your last. You have to be um, an individual before you're a part of a group. Yeah. And I think I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But I also think that that's a very, uh, that worldview is heavily influenced by culture. Hmm. Meaning, I would say that's a very Western and American way of looking at things. Definitely. I think that in other cultures, especially in, in, in other cultures, that's not true. Uh, your, your family name is more important than your own name. Like I know in many yeah. Asian cultures, uh, your last name, you, they say the family name first in their name. Yeah. Um, which that's the culture over there. But I want to ask you about the culture that your child's going to grow up in mm-hmm. here in America, the United States of America. I need to work on saying the U S because I've heard that America means all of North and South America. No, it doesn't. <laughs> America means the 50 States and that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to say growing up in the U S your son, this is a culture that, um, I think there's definitely good things about it. There's definitely a lot of bad things about it. Yeah. How do you plan on protecting your son from the culture? Yeah. Um, I'll just ask that. How do you plan on protecting your son from the culture? Or or do you feel like you need to protect him from it? Yeah. This is going to sound like super spiritual, but I feel like... I've thought about that a lot, mm-hmm. and obviously, I think depending on where you live, that uh, 
Roscoe, what are you doing, bro? Uh, depending on where you live, that definitely correlates with like the news and the media that you see. Uh, obviously, being in the South, we see a lot of things uh, that seem like just crazy to us. Because even within like American culture, like American culture has, or the United States culture, the U.S. also has a like huge cultural difference from like the West Coast right. to the to the North East to like the South to the Midwest. Yeah. Um, so I, like, I think that would be a hard, I think that question in itself uh, is like United States culture. Like I think a lot yeah. of people would have a lot hard time answering like, what is our culture? Cause it's yeah. just so different. Mm-hmm. I think I know what you're asking. Yeah, though. Yeah. And um, within context, like that context, my answer, like it just has to be like just trusting God. And um, I think praying for my son mm-hmm. and uh just i think prayer w- yeah. is like number one like jesus says like some things only come about prayer so i think praying for uh oops that was my phone his protection um but i also think like outside of just prayer like a practical thing and again i think it's really easy to say these things when you don't have a kid um but as someone who grew up grew up in the technology age, I saw uh, the pros and cons, mainly the cons, from like a first person view of like just how damaging uh, technology is to undeveloped brains, mm-hmm. and just like I th- I think again, I don't think technology is evil. I don't think screens are bad. Um, I'm not like that extreme. But I definitely think, like, as a parent, like, it is your job to filter, like, the content that your children um, consume. Yeah. And I think just being really intentional, I want to be really intentional about, uh, especially since, like, everything is so accessible, like, how uh, we create just, like, protections. Like, I don't want to control my kid, obviously, but... I do want to protect him from things that like he's not even aware of. Mm-hmm. So I think being really diligent and vigilant of uh, protecting like the media that uh, my kid consumes. Cause yeah. I don't think like, yeah, I don't think it like what children are, uh, have access to should not be what adults should have access yeah. to because their brains are still developing. Sure. So, I think that would be be one of the the things to like protect him from yeah. Western culture. I but. think it's funny, you know. I think we would, when we were young, we probably would say we had strict parents. Um, yeah, and a lot of it was probably because of the things that we weren't allowed to do, like. I don't know movies we weren't allowed to watch or music we couldn't listen to or just stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And, but it's funny now you're going to have to start making those decisions for your son. And yeah, if you have more kids for them as well. So I just want to ask you, you may not have the answer to these questions yet. Um, but if you do, it's going to be kind of rapid fire. I just want to ask what do you, I want to see if your answers are any different than what our childhood was. Okay. Okay. How old do you want your son to be when he gets his first cell phone? 15. How old till he can watch rated R movies? Uh, 15. 
How old till you can have a girlfriend? Oh, 17. I met my, my wife at 17. So that's hard <laughs> for me to be like 25. Cause like I married to the, my second girlfriend. Yeah. So, um, when can you start listening to explicit music? 15. Okay, I'm trying to... How old to... Uh, no, I take that back. Like, explicit music? Like, uh, when can he listen to Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z? I, I'm, in, I'm less on music. Okay. Whenever he wants. <laughs> Let me think of one more. Um, how long... At what age is he allowed... To, obviously, he'll have to be able to drive, but, like, what age is he allowed to, like, go out with his friends and go out unsupervised? Uh, 16, 16 when he drives. Yeah. yeah. I think like there's some things that like control in itself is an illusion. So like, I don't want to control my kid's life. Here's what I think though. Like if I'm paying for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to buy your first car. I'm going to buy your cell phone. Right. Then I get to decide. So I think if my kids like wants to pay for his own stuff, which is just kind of like ironic to me just saying that yeah, statement yeah. but because he's still gonna like eat the food that me and amelia pay for and like live in the house that we pay for so right. i do think that like i think inherently if you're gonna live with someone and they're gonna pay for the roof over your head the clothes you wear and the food that they purchase then like they get to decide <laughs> when you're home and like when you're allowed to get certain things yeah. so but i don't want my kid i definitely don't want him to feel like um I don't want him to feel controlled. I'm okay with him feeling left out. Mm. So if he, if all his friends are doing something and like he feels left out, that's okay. That's, I don't think I'm the bad guy. I don't want him to feel that I'm the enemy, but I think kids are like great observers and, uh, what's the phrase? Children are great at observing, bad at like understanding or something. So if he perceives me as like a controlling parent from like, 13 to 18, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when you're 24, you're going to thank God that you weren't put in a position to make uh, some of the decisions that you're just not ready to make. So, yeah. This is the last one I'll ask about. Yeah. And I know I, I'm pretty sure you've probably thought about this. How old till he can play tackle football? Ooh, I don't know. Dude, we'll have to see in the next like 15 years what comes out about football. Um, I don't. I played football. I had a great experience. Um, it, it would be hard for me to say that like the risks you take playing contact sports versus like the things that you learn. You can learn those same principles playing less dangerous sports. Again, I don't think like you know. I do agree. Like getting in a car is just as dangerous statistically as playing tackle football, sure. right? So it's like again, back to the control piece. Like there's some things that, um, you can't like life just happens. I will say as a parent, like if his dream is to play sports, uh, and to like make a career out of sports, I'm probably, I'm a numbers guy. And like, I would just like encourage him to like play baseball Mm. probably over football just because there's way more roster spots on like big baseball teams right. than there are football. I, I actually have to look that up. I don't know statistically what your odds of playing Major League Baseball are versus football. Uh, 
Well, I know like the pro leagues, they carry it's a 36 man roster, but they also have all of their like farm three teams. farm teams. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I would say if you're considering playing on the farm teams pro baseball, you're getting paid. I would definitely say there's more roster spots in baseball than football. But yeah, I think like professional sports in general, I would say they're all equally super difficult and super low probability of you making it to right. the top. But if they're all super difficult and all super hard to like make a career out of, let's pick like the safest one. And yeah. I think, I think like baseball. To me, I'm not saying it's not like crazy hitting a fastball like a hundred miles like that's super hard, but like <laughs> it's probably not as dangerous as football. Yeah, I also the the contracts in the MLB are are the biggest. Yeah, <laughs> they're also so I think baseball. I would encourage that basketball. Or actually, you know who makes more money than baseball players? Soccer, soccer players. players. Yeah, those are the two pro sports no salary cap. So yeah. You, it's, they'll pay you as much as it takes to get you on. But. I do think I was good enough and successful enough at sports to be able to like encourage, like, hey, God's created us all differently, mm-hmm. and you have gifts, and your gifts probably more align with this sport rather than that sport. Hmm. Like, if you're going to be five foot ten, let's not shoot for the NBA, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, and insane. It's like, if you're six, six, let's not play soccer. Like, mm. so yeah. I think if he wants to play professional sports, then as a parent, like, I obviously just want to encourage his passions, but if he gets to 16 and is like, I want to play sports as a career, then I think I will be a voice of wisdom and encouragement to be like, all right, then we should probably do this. Cause yeah. he might suck at football. Yeah. Like if football makes him happy, then that's great. But like, if he wants to, again, if he's not good at football, then like, let's find something that yeah. you're good at. I want to talk to you about this. So one thing that mom and dad kind of, I remember from our childhood was they never let us be kids who, we just went to school and then came home and did nothing. Yeah. There was a thing like you have to do something extracurricular, whether that's you're going to play a sport, you're going to play an instrument, you're going to have a job, you're going to be a part of XYZ club at school. Yeah. Uh, we had to do something at all. T- I remember when I uh, stopped playing football in high school, I had that conversation with mom and dad. They were like, you have to do something. I ended up getting a job at Culver's. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And then I started mowing lawns. But um, we had to do something. We we never, I feel like we were always doing extracurricular stuff. Yeah. Do you remember when I was the film guy for the football team? Yes. That was mom and dad. Like, I didn't want to do that. But they yeah. were just like, no, you got to do something after school. Definitely. Do you feel like you're going to be a parent like that? So... I think me and Amelia feel strongly, and I know not everyone is like in a position to do this, but we're probably going to homeschool our kids. Hmm. Um, f- to me, I, what you said earlier about like most people spend more time at their job than they do with their family, which like that's just what a lot of people have to do. Um, but we're I'm already kind of just trying to position us in a place where uh, we can. Like it's it's a reality where we can homeschool our kids, 
And yeah, I just want to be around my kids. I don't think public school is bad. I don't think private school is bad. I think like school is, I don't think there's, I don't think school is good or bad. I think it's just school. Mm. I think, I think we're privileged to live in a country where uh, you can get an education up until, you know, your senior year of high school for free. I think that's like a blessing. Um, But I want to like teach my kids I, I think I just, I want to teach my kids math and mm. I want Amelia to teach them whatever. Like, so you're going to teach them how to read. Yeah. I'm going to teach them how to read, dude. <laughs> that, I think that'll be fine. I, I will have to see like what it looks like, but my dream would be to homeschool all my kids. Um, not to shelter them. It's not about like protecting them from the world because you can't do that. But if I could, spend time with my kids and like them be, you know, if we could like just be a family like all the time, like that would be awesome. So home. So that will be a lot of it. Um, I I think I want my kids to like understand like business and finances enough to where like they want to get a job. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to tell my kids like, Hey, you need to go work. Like I want them to, kind of be able to connect the dots yeah. like oh if i'm gonna be independent from my parents which i think all kids should be shooting for then i need to make my own money and find the things that i'm passionate about so i hope that i do a good enough job in the early years of like inspiring and empowering my children that like they take initiative on wanting to find a hobby or find a career. Yeah. Um, so what you just said reminded me of this thing that my mother-in-law, Karen, she says a lot when we talk about kids, Hey, Karen, hey, Karen if you're listening, uh, she says the one thing about kids is they have a mind of their own. Mm. And, uh, I think what she's trying to say is that parents can do everything they know how to, to try and guide them and, maybe steer them in whatever direction, but at the end of the day, they have a mind of their own. Yeah. And I think that's a struggle that every parent has to face at some point, but yeah. Um, I'll end with this E and I don't know how long this podcast is going to last, but I know it'll be online forever. Hmm. Um, and one day your son, maybe he'll listen to this. And so, I would love to give you an opportunity to share a message with him about how you're feeling or, or whatever you want to say. Wow. Uh, years from now, um, your son is listening. Hmm. Take it away. Um, I get emotional just thinking about that. Josiah Brooks Katina. Here's what I want you to know. One, that I love you and your mother loves you more than you could ever possibly know. Um, I want you to know that you are enough, that you are not defined by your performance or by your past, that You have a Father in Heaven who knows you and loves you unconditionally, and that whatever you want to pursue in life, that you are capable, you are sufficient, uh, 
and that there is nothing in the world that could keep you from finding all the fulfillment in life that you want and um i love you man i'm proud of you and i'm honored to be your dad beautiful bro love you enough we'll end there buddy to those of you listening thanks for tuning in we'll be back with more episodes soon have a great day Thank you.